Brayden, what is the difference between love and love? Ooh, you mean the difference between romantic love and regular love. Yes, I do. But there's nothing regular about the love we're going to talk about today. And it's not the romantic kind of love. We will describe the big kind of love that will do whatever it takes. Welcome to the Bible Story Podcast. I am back after holidays and back to your regular scheduled programming where I have a bone to pick with my co-host, Mr. John Drabert. Okay, Braden, <laughs> uh, before you start, I am mad. Are you? <laughs> I'm nervous. Okay, just remember <laughs> today our topic is about love. Mm, love, mm-hmm. Braden. Okay, well, I don't love... That mm. you and our guest hosts, I'm not going to blame them. They're not here. I can't blame them. You made it sound like I was on vacation for the last like three weeks. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, we totally did. We yeah. weren't even done summer camp three weeks ago. Uh, mm, it's true. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, we were. Because it's like, this is like week three into September. Okay, we were just finished. Just finished. Okay. But it wasn't true what you were saying. No, it wasn't true at all. I was gone for a week a singular week correct okay so then why did you make it sound like i was gone for so long oh well okay when we started recording these uh back in these episodes like back in the spring uh we didn't really know which week you would be gone so i just wrote it like you were gone the whole time that way i wouldn't be wrong and i eventually would get the right week if it makes you feel any better we did miss you right at least i missed you <laughs> well i missed you too you were still incorrect two out of the three weeks. So that's, you know, a 66, but, a, a, only a 33% pass rate. But not wrong, just incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're lucky. <laughs> I love you and oh. I missed you also. Oh, it's so good to have, have you back. I'm, I'm glad you got to go away and, and you took a well-deserved rest. You, Brayden, you do seem refreshed. Thank you. It was a great time away. There was lots of cool things that we saw I drank a lot of great coffee. Mm. Uh, you know, the West Coast is famous for that. Uh, I'm happy to be back. It feels like it's been so long since we have sat here in these chairs recording. Yeah. John's wearing a toque today. It. <laughs> like, I, was, I got chilly this morning. Like, I think last time we were recording, we were probably sweating bullets. No, and- we weren't because we were recording in the spring. Oh, well. Remember that one day, like one of the last ones you did was yeah. like... It was snowing outside. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. But. We like, all of our recording like skipped over the hot part of the summer. Uh, well, mm. anyway, it's great to be back in the saddle, back in the microphone. Oh, back in the pod. Ooh. Yep, there we go. I Let's like go that. with that one. Okay, so this is episode 158 and we are in season 11. The last episode of season 11 to be exact. Yes, it is. And you guys, you did a great job finishing up the story of Nehemiah. I appreciate it. Um, all of our guest hosts, mm-hmm. special hosts, yeah, they stepping did a, in for me. They did a great job. Yeah, and I mean, like they did, they did all right. They did more <laughs> than all right. They did, they did awesome. Okay, so today we're gonna look at a short snippet from a letter in the Bible written by the Apostle John. And if you're interested in reading this for yourself, you can find it in First John, chapter four, verses seven through twenty-one. So John wrote this letter, but didn't say specifically who he was addressing in it. Um, It was most likely a letter that was intended to be sent to lots of different churches to be kind of circulated around. 
Now, we know many churches consisted of primarily new people back in those days, you know, new people to the faith, at least, and this letter was to help them grow in their faith. Right. If it just consisted of new people, that would just be babies, and it'd be really hard. <laughs> it would be really <laughs> difficult to have a, any organization. <laughs> um, okay, I, I do, I think, as you guys know, oh, all of our God. episodes center around stories um Mm -hmm. but so much of the bible actually consists of letters and poetry that are not written in story form so today uh is going to look a little bit different because it is not a story yeah that's right and and it but we're gonna have some really vital lessons to learn Mm -hmm. but before we get too far into things uh i think Braden, you should read the text which is a long piece of scripture but uh hang in there um and it's really important that we just kind of read this so we know what we're teaching or we're talking about. All right, here we go. So this is 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 21. And it says this, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed us how much he loved us by sending his, o- his one and only son into the world so that we may have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the father sent his son to be the savior of the world. All who declare Jesus is the son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but that we can face him with the confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. All right. Great job. (gasps) Thank you. That was a lot. lot. Uh, There's a lot of scripture there, but there was a lot of just really big topics and, and, and not heavy stuff, but like some deep thoughts in there. Yeah, you could, uh, you could kind of sit and, and ruminate or meditate on that mm-hmm. for a long while. So I got a question for you. What do, why do you think John felt it necessary to share these ideas with the churches? Hmm. Okay, well, I think 
society and the church had mixed up feelings on love in those days. And actually, like we still do today. Hmm. There's kind of a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of questions. Yep. A lot of personal experience. Um, I also think that it's essential for them to understand the source of that love and the ultimate example of that love. All right. So we identified four concepts within this text, and we feel these are pretty important for all of us to understand and to learn from. Yeah. First, we learned that love comes from God. In verse 8, John boldly states that God is love. He is the source of love. You can't know God and at the same time, not love other Christians. Right. It'd be like saying that you can't know an Alberta winter if you have, you know, never experienced snow or cold. Sort of. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but it's, I think it's a little deeper than that. Mm. I mean, the very essence of God is his love. I mean, we've both experienced a lot of winter where there isn't snow for a good chunk of time. Nope. And so... <laughs> Uh, we have. Um, it's unusual, but right. we have. And, and that's kind of where the example falls apart. Mm-hmm. Snow is just a part of winter. And At least here in Alberta. I guess if yeah. you're in Australia, no snow. No snow. Right. Okay. So then love is the core of God. And the statement God is love is as accurate as saying green is green or warm is warm. It is just a factual statement. Yeah. I like that. How you put that there. The idea of love in our society has is, is kind of been watered down when so, is watered down when someone says, you know, love when they really mean like. Mm. Uh, like, I like treats or <clears throat> I like sports instead of, you know, sometimes you'll hear them say, I love sports. Right. And it's not how you like sports. Yeah. And, and sometimes we see it even twisted or, or only thought of as a romantic or lustful feeling. That mm. love can only be, you know, in in a in a relationship or right. you know between married people or whatever. Like, um, but that really doesn't capture the whole of it. Yeah. Um. And and no, neither of those things, either a romantic or lustful state of love, um, are what John is saying here. Yeah. And I think I think Jesus said it well in John fifteen thirteen. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Hmm. The type of love that John is talking about motivates people to give up things for the good of others. Jesus gave up his own life on the cross and died for our sins so that we could have a relationship with God. Jesus's death on the cross is the ultimate example of love. Brayden, yep. I just got to say, I love you. And I'm ready to give up coffee for you. No, John. That's that's not love. <laughs> oh, but I it's a it's a big sacrifice. No, I appreciate that you said that you love me, but you don't even drink coffee nor do you like coffee. You often gag at the smell of my coffee in the morning. <laughs> so you need to flip that statement if you truly oh, want to give a good example. Really? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to regret this. Probably. You, you know that. It's your fault. Okay. All right. Brayden. <laughs> yep. I love you. Mm-hmm. And I will try a cup of coffee for you. Perfect. Okay. You Whoa. all heard it. Uh, now I know that you love me because you don't like coffee, the flavor, the smell. No, the I don't. Whatever. But um, 
So you wouldn't just say that to anyone. So here we go. Because okay. you love me, next episode, everybody <gasps> tune in. I will make no. John a nice big cup of warm coffee and he can drink it <sighs> whilst we record. That sounds so gross. Because you love me. Because I love you. <laughs> <sighs> I, I do love you. Thank you. Uh, but honestly, yeah. Okay. If I were to like just step back here from the grossness of that thought, uh, <laughs> okay. It honestly, it, it just does, doesn't do justice to the idea of the, the, the grandness of the love that John is trying to convey here. No, it like doesn't. coffee doesn't really equate here. I mean, I do love coffee a lot. Um, do you like it or love it? what's the appropriate word here Braden? <laughs> i like it a lot <laughs> i love that you just said oops did said that uh, but okay so it doesn't convey the entirety of the, the the message that john is trying to get at but i mean at worst you get to try coffee and you're gonna have just a smooth delicious taste in your mouth so it's not even that bad <laughs> right okay uh i think what we mean uh, that it doesn't do justice is that there's more than just a sacrifice mm -hmm. often um, of like giving up something or, or doing something that's hard for somebody else. Um, Jesus had plenty of joy-filled moments with his disciples full of love. Yeah, yeah. Which brings us to our next concept. And it's the idea that when we love, we have love living in us. Therefore, God living in us. God who is love. So verses 13 and 15 talk about God's spirit living in those who acknowledge that Jesus is the son of God. Hmm. Now that's an important concept. God is love and love will do whatever it takes to connect people to each other and to God. This is why he gives us the spirit to love like God and do whatever it takes to connect people to each other and to God. So, on to the third concept. With God or love living within us, we do not need to fear God's judgment. Right. One day, after our life is over here, God will judge us for everything that we said and that we did in this world. And we can have confidence when that day comes. Yeah, we can have confidence because love or God lives in us. And as a result, we begin to live like him in this world more and more and more. Yeah. So let's break that down a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, it's our essence, our core, our, the who we are, our, right? Our nature. Our nature. Yeah. That begins to change when God lives in us. Mm -hmm. So when we accept God into our life, right? Um, our core is now love. Our motives, our thoughts, our words, our actions, all of those things begin to align themselves with God, with love more and more. You know, some changes happen really, really quickly and some happen over an entire lifetime. But the longer we have God living in us, the more others can see love at our core. Yeah. And, and thus we can have confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world because God lives in us. Right. Now, our fourth and final concept is this. Hate is not of God. If you hate your fellow Christian, you cannot love God. The two can't exist in the same space. Yeah, it's like oil and water. They won't mix. No matter how much somebody tries, it just, they just don't work together. Mm -hmm. You can't love and hate at the same time. Correct. And, and remember, if God lives in you, 
your nature has changed. Your core is now love. Your core is now God. And for any of us to hate, we would have to push God out. It would be a very alarming thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's unimaginable to think that someone would choose hate over God, over love. Once you know, you've experienced a loving God, who in their right mind would choose hate? Yeah. It's, it's, kind, of a, it's kind of a crazy thought, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are our four concepts that we have shared today. So, John, let's restate those quickly. All right. First, we learned that love comes from God. Second, when we love, we have love living in us, which is God living in us. Third, with God or love living in us, we do not need to fear God's judgment. And fourth, hate is not of God. All right, Braden, it's important to note that this concept of love that John was writing about is, is at its best within the context of the church, uh, between fellow believers, uh, other Christians. Yeah, but it's not limited to only inside a church community. God is love, and so... We see this evidence of love everywhere we go in all of God's creation. So if we can, we can be sure that God is the source of that love when we're walking in our neighborhood, when we're at school, when we're at work, and we see the goodness that comes from his love. Remember, let's not confuse the love of God with romantic, romantic feelings or, or lust or just being, or just really liking something. Mm-hmm. Um, this love goes way de- deeper. I think, Braden, I think the Trinity, which describes uh, our God as three, but one, God mm-hmm. the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I think the Trinity perfectly demonstrates this deeper love that John is talking about. Yeah. It's, it's so evident within the Trinity and how the Trinity, the God, is trying to pull people into relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. God is love. And love will do whatever it takes to connect people with each other and to God. And you can see that perfectly within the Trinity, the, the unity and the love that is within those three. It's like perfect love. Yeah. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. A growth tip is a way for each of us to grow in a relationship with Jesus. I've missed that jingle. Yeah? <laughs> wow. That's good. Love? All right. Well, we're moving on. <laughs> Would you say that you love that jingle? I like it an appropriate amount. <laughs> uh, All right. Love will always move us to action. So we want you to love well this week. Yeah, It will do whatever it takes to repair broken relationships and connect people to each other and God. Yeah. Name one or two things this week that you could do to love well. Remember, these should be actions that will help people connect well with each other and God. And don't just name them, do them, because Mm -hmm. love is an action. You know, it might not be a coffee drinking event, but I am looking forward to watching John drink coffee next week. You know, I'm 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 gonna be the optimist. Maybe maybe my taste buds have changed. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Maybe I have finally grown up. I'm an an adult now, <laughs> and I can enjoy a good cup of coffee with the other adults. Yep, John. If you want to love well this week and sh- and share that love, you could bring me a cup of fresh coffee. Oh, do you trust uh, a rookie brewer 
It's Maybe the, you should be bringing me the, the thought the that counts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, friends. We do love you. And we mean that when we say that. We want to see you guys growing closer in a relationship with Jesus every day. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to share this podcast with a friend. Guys, it's so good to be back. I had a great time off and I'm happy to be here. We will see you here next week with a warm cup of coffee.